0: Hello and welcome. And today I have a special guest. And his name is Matt Zinman, and I'd like to introduce him. Matt Zinman is a personal success trainer whose experiences as an entrepreneur, athlete, single parent, caretaker, and nonprofit founder drive him to be a difference maker and positively impact as many people as possible. This led him to author Zeism's Insights to Live By. In addition, Matt is CEO of the Internship Institute, which he established to make experience matter. And so I'd like to welcome him um, onto the show. So welcome. Thank you.
1: Thank you. It's great to be with you, Candice. I, I already feel calm. Your voice has calmed me down. I feel very grounded. I'm ready.
0: He's ready. So the first thing I just am so excited to talk about is he has a new book. I don't know if it's new. Is it new? Was it's it? new.
1: Yes. Within okay. the month. Mm-hmm.
0: So let's, let's talk a little bit about um, one of the things that he has is Z-isms. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about his Z-isms first and start
1: there. Sure. Thank you. Well, I, I, it's probably an easy, um, connection to make between Zenmin and Z-isms. I definitely have an affinity for that letter. Uh, and if we're international listeners, I, I will acknowledge the Z, which I'm, I'm getting a little bit of a little bit of kickback on the Z. It's all right. Everything's fine. But it's pronounced Z, and it's not just about me. It's you know there, there are pearls of wisdom and uh, various insights to live by, but everyone has those. And the goal is to uh, bring them out. Uh, into the open, uh, both through my book initially, but inviting others to be part of a reader forum to share theirs and ultimately positively impact as many people as possible.
0: That's excellent. I'm so grateful that you're doing your work. And one of the things that I think Matt and I have that uh, relates to the intuitive business that's similar, is we talked about a little bit about coincidences and trusting your gut. And so I wanted to start there and ask you, how do you trust your gut in your business?
1: Sure. Thank you. Well, it, it points right to the very beginning of uh, the foundation of the book, which is uh, something called earned confidence, which we all have and uh, can rely on to, to do just that. And earned confidence essentially is the fact that no matter wherever we are in our lives, we've been through what we have and we're still standing, right? (laughs) We've made it through everything. And so it stands to reason we're going to make it through everything that's happening now. We're going to make through everything that's going to, you know, come our way. So part of that is about helping ground us and stay present and trust our gut, but also to outsmart worry and anxiety and stress and that negativity that can kind of take us out of our, of our groundedness uh, because you don't need to worry because you know you've got this, right? You'll, you'll deal with the real. So that's really where it begins. Uh, and I'll stop there. Part of your answer.
0: <laughs> so um, I like what we're talking about right now because I know with my clients, they're having these waves of sadness. And they don't even understand them. You know, they're people that have been happy and joyful and contributors and business entrepreneurs and conscious leaders. And they're having these waves of sadness. And I wanted to talk a little bit about that because I think there's a really good expertise in your book that you and I have talked about regarding that subject. So, can you help the listeners out a little bit with their yeah, waves yeah. of sadness. Yeah,
1: thank you, Candace. Sure. Well, you know, through the book, I I am really having a personal conversation with the reader. And I, I feel also important to put myself out there. And one of the disclosures is that I've had to manage depression since my early teens. And you know, that raises the stakes, you know, in my daily living to make sure that I'm taking care of myself and and don't, you know, fall into you know, that quicksand. You know, that experience of of having depression, and you're right. I mean, so many people you know, here and now are going through a lot of transition, and you know, change doesn't come easy to to most people. And not having the structure that they're used to, and certainly just circumstantially, really, you know. And of course, being you know here in the midst of COVID, um, being sheltered in place and not being able to get out, right? It's it's just it's a double whammy right there. So what do you do? And, you know, for me, I, I really feel it's important to uh, take mood health, mental health head on. People dance around it. And, and yet, I think to whatever degree in, in our individual lives, we experience that too. You know, those things will happen to us. We'll have down days, maybe not feel as down as a, a depressive can get. Um, but I absolutely believe that everyone has had someone in their family or someone close to them who's had, some kind of mental serious mental health event. So why we dance around it, I'm not really sure. And what I I put forth in the book is this mood scale, which is kind of like a thermometer. You imagine this, the visual is there, but it's not hard to, to really you know, see that for yourself. Where in the middle, let's say you have perfect balance and you've got that range of normal, happy, normal, sad. Whoever gets to define what normal is doesn't, doesn't matter as much you know, the specifics. But then what happens when you fall below in a mild depression or even moderate? Um, and then severe. Um, And then there's the escalation of it too for people, for example, who are bipolar going into uh, hypomania or mania and so forth. So, you know, what is that? What do you do about it? And for me, one of my um, ways that I manage my daily living is I know I'm going to have down days. I mean, even the weather, right? affects a lot of people with the the seasons and and whatnot. And that's okay, right? You just roll with it. But when you get to a second day, and then a third day, you know, for me, there's just no choice. I, I have to take action. And there are all kinds of things that I do in that way. So for one, I, I create structure. I'm not going to let myself lay around. Um, I absolutely have to exercise. So if you think of, oh, it's so hard to get to the gym, times that by 10, right? By day three, getting you know, that, that, but when you don't give yourself a choice, you know, it pretty much makes you do something. And then not only the structure, but reach out. What are the things that, uplift your spirits, be proactive. And, you know, how do you turn some of the things that are going on right now, uh, the difficulties into opportunities. So I'm like calling a lot of my college buddies, for example, I haven't talked in, you know, ever I'm in my fifties now. Right. So, you know, some guys haven't talked to each other and we're having um, virtual happy hours. And, you know, that, those things don't happen by themselves. Right. So uh, listening to music, I mean, these are coping skills, but, you have to be proactive. And I really think that structure and exercise and gratitude are some of the best weapons that you have to, uh, you know, get yourself out of, you know, from sinking into that quicksand.
0: So I love what you're saying about these coping skills, because I really, um, I really think people need to hear this right now. I think it's super important in an intuitive business and in any type of business that we have is, you know, and some people might right now not even have a job. You know, we have multitudes of, of people out there that have different things happening. So I love this gratitude as a, stru- as a coping skill and, and structure and exercise and reaching out to people. Like I I know my daughter said the same thing, you know, about uh, her husband has tons of friends and they've kind of gone all different ways and they don't see each other often. So they're having these morning chats and evening chats and virtual parties. And so I love the suggestions that you're making. I wanna go back just a little bit because some people really don't have or haven't had depression. I mean, I think we've all had moments of sadness, but how do you know that moment that this wave of sadness is starting to go to that next level of depression? Because I also want people to recognize when they might need some help.
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, the the, the insidiousness of depression is that you don't know you're depressed at first. Right? Ooh. It's not until in a low level depression, and you just feel sluggish, right? You're just you just not really quite sure why. You're not really quite yourself. And it, that can sustain for months, like right at that low level. And it's not until you get that boost that you realize and you can look back like, oh, I feel like myself again, that, oh, these past however long weeks or months, I wasn't really quite myself. And so there's that that gray area where to what you just asked, people don't even realize it yet. So by the time you do realize it, you're already that much further down when you're feeling those waves um you know things like not being kind to ourselves right that voice in our heads that could be low level subconscious and the next thing you know you know minutes go by or even longer and you realize you've been beating yourself up for something and you didn't even you couldn't even help it that happened so now what right so you really have to fight back and and reground yourself in gratitude. And, you know, we talk about um, if I can just expand the conversation a little yes, bit, we, we talk do. about we talk about filters in the book and, and the things that we're hitting so far are really the main ones, right? Earned confidence and staying in the present and not letting yourself get carried away with worry and stress, right? Then you've got mood health and how that shapes how we experience life day to day. And then you've got perception itself. And you know, the whole exploration around perception is to just point out that as as much as we might take in all kinds of information and we look at that as the truth it's only an interpretation of what's happening right you never actually do get 100% truth in perception so when we have what's going on right now one of the tools in the perception chapter which relates to the the mood and and the earn confidence and gratitude is this perception snapshot. And again, it's another tool that uh, is is easy enough to visualize. And let's just, let's just go with the three columns. And in the left at the top, you've got basic life needs met. And then you've got health. And then you've got relationships and your family and being employed or, or your or your you know your business progress, um, work-life balance, right? Whatever those categories are, the idea is to isolate you know, compartmentalize them so that you can look at them one at a time. And the other two columns are positive and negative. You're taking a snapshot. So if you go down each one of those, hopefully the very top in the positive column, you're checking off my basic life needs are met. And hopefully you're also checking off, I'm healthy, my family's healthy. So stop right there. So for each one of those, that's where you ground yourself into gratitude. let Let the rest of life, and the things that you're worried or concerned about, or the pressures that you're under, just put them to the side and just focus on those things uh, individually. Mm-hmm. And then go down the list. And of course, I'm not sure there was any time in my life when I've had everything in the plus column. You're always going to have, at least not for very long, right? Life happens. So, what do you do when you look at what's in the right column? Well, you kind of turn back to your own confidence and you say, well, let's put this in perspective. Is this permanent? how serious is this? Um, I've been, have I been through worse, (laughs) right? Is this the worst thing? Because if you've been through worse, you've made it through worse, right? Earn confidence, I'm going to make it through this too, whatever that means. Now that's about being practical and stepping back and drawing that straight line. And we could be talking about grief here too, right? So I think a lot of us are starting to experience, I can speak for myself that I'm one degree, two degrees away from hearing of people who are or people who know people who are affected by COVID um, and, and grief is part of the equation. There, you can't, you know, you want to talk about taking things head on. Right? You, you, you can't run away from that. You have to, it's important to experience. Same thing as natural sadness, right? So what's the difference between sadness and true depression? There are reasons to be sad for some of the things that some of us are going through naturally, but don't let that necessarily, right? You have to draw that line of, okay, I got it. You know, I, I I can feel this, but don't let it sink you.
0: You know, one of the things that you just said was about grief. I feel people not only are sad, but I also feel they're experiencing grief of right. the life that we've lost because our lives are very different right now. How we purchase food, how we stay safe, how we interact, the whole economic shutdown of everything right now. So, with that grief how do you heal you know people might not be understanding what grief is right, right. We're not. It's,
1: grief doesn't have to just be about someone passing
0: exactly it's, That's it's what the loss of <laughs> good job right
1: it's the it's the life you described it very well candace it's it's the it's the loss of the things that bring you joy to a degree also right so Ooh, you know we stay knew, with
0: that for a minute well Let, let's stay let's let's sure. say that again it's the things that bring us joy that we may be grieving over right now. Actually, I think, I mean, I could speak for myself in this moment. I'm grieving. Right. You know, I'm, I'm grieving. I'm grieving for a whole bunch of things. And I know so many people, um, like my son, you know, he, this was his opportunity this year to live on campus. Mm-hmm. Um, mine, mine too. Right. And he's not living on campus. He's at home. And he, he's like, I... I don't like this, you know, and it was his opportunity to connect with people his freshman year. If it would have been last year and look at all the children that this is their senior year.
1: Right. They're not graduating. They're not walking, you know, all of it.
0: Well, my son said, and I never even thought about this. He said, you wait 11 years of your childhood to be the senior, like (laughs) kind of on top of the heap, it's, there's more ease and flow when you're a senior, you kind of already have a college in mind or committed or potentially a profession, all that's gone right now. Hmm. And I think it's hitting people really hard.
1: Yeah. You know, it's, it's such a good point to, to just take pause and, and explore because we don't necessarily look that hard inside or at our circumstances to understand why it is we're feeling the way that we are. And it's legitimate, right? So, you have to own it. You know, just, okay, you know, this is, you know, we don't have a choice. There's no other way but through, right? That's kind of the situation. So, what do you do to to compensate, to offset, to create the experiences like getting in touch with your friends, things that you wouldn't otherwise experience. And it stinks that our kids are not at college right now experiencing what we know you know, that, that great time in their life should be, but it's still ahead of them. They'll get back to college. That will happen, I hope. <laughs> but in the moment, we should have a lot of hope that that is, that is yeah, the case. Yeah. But so, you know, as much as there's a challenge in being in close proximity of one another as a family at times there's also the opportunity to enrich and have experiences that you wouldn't otherwise we're playing a lot of poker at my house I can tell you
0: (laughs) my husband won't let us touch cards Really? we have to play virtually (laughs) right I know but it's kind of funny but in the same token I get it you know we're all in the same house though so we're touching everything anyways so I want to talk a little bit more about your book because you also had, um, and I think that we've already heard so much positive value about ways that if you're feeling a little sad that, you know, if you, if you go to purchase this book, you'll be able to see different columns and resources of what he's suggesting to help you move forward and to feel a little bit better. Um, the other thing um, I love like your pearls of wisdom and leap. So either one of those, uh, do you want to talk a little bit more about?
1: Sure, and I also want to come back to a point that you mentioned earlier um, about uh, coincidences, and yeah, right, I love that. right. Yeah. We didn't lose sight of that. I, I, I promised. I hang on and answer the questions that you you'll ask me. Uh, you know, when we look at the book and we just step back. And generally speaking, what you've heard so far, there's a lot of things in there around personal and self-discovery. And if you're into personal development, you're in transition. If you like, you know, Rhonda Byrne and The Secret or Malcolm Gladwell, you know, that kind of genre, you'll find the book at least worth a look to decide if you want to read on. And then we get into things like personal interactions and how do we manage those. Perception is certainly a part of that as well, both internal and external. And then we get into energy and our mindfulness and being in the flow and, and the things that are practical around that. We talk about health, right? Mental health. And then we talk about being a life athlete and, you know, the common things that you'd expect around taking care of yourself um, and all that certainly relates right back into uh, mental health. But then we have that, that acknowledgement and responsibility we have around managing energy, not only within ourselves, you know, as an entrepreneur, for example, you're not always on your game. Right. And when you're not and manage that in such a way, like, you know, maybe I should go do laundry right now because I'm not able to write this sentence. And when you really are on and you're, you're sharp witted, maybe that's when you turn to, to being productive. So that's an internal energy, but there's also that transference that occurs. Like if you look at worrying and not only have you done that to yourself, but if you start telling other people about your worry, now you're spreading that negativity. Right. So, so, so there's that part of mindfulness. Then we get into, going with the flow and, and, and swimming with the current that leads us into making coincidences matter. And the, the, there's some practical aspects to swimming with the current. The one thing I'll say here, which comes back to trusting your gut and I, this is just a life experience moment and people have to decide this for themselves and you know, call it gut intuition. Whenever I experience myself having that feeling of like I'm swimming upstream, right? That tri try again, that banging my head against the wall, you really need to just stop and be like, what, what's going on here? Like, this is not going my way. What do I need to do is, do I keep swimming? Am I, I going to drown? Right? Um, there's, there's the metaphor of pushing the boulder uphill and preventing it from rolling back down on you. Right? I know that feeling. So what does it mean to turn around and swim with the current? So that's one thing. Then we talk about relationships, like romantic relationships and who is the current? <laughs> in any given situation, so that's another aspect of it. But you know, the coincidences. The um, we then get into catching eleven eleven, right? Those are kind of the the fun chapters. I I, I really love that stuff, and finding meaning in in coincidences. And and I, oh, let's I, go there. Let's yeah, go yeah, PC yeah. So <laughs> so I find I find the more that I'm tuned in, and again I can only speak for myself. But the more I'm tuned in, um, rooted and grounded in gratitude and staying present. Uh, and and being in the flow, and I think everyone you know who gravitates toward um, you and, and and listening here, certainly very much in line with with what we're what we're talking about. Um, the more I experience coincidences, and the more powerful they are, and you really have to start asking yourself and looking for meaning. Why is this happening? Because the flow is always there, right? But we can't always just really be right there with it. We know it's there, kind of like gravity, but Okay. But when we're tuned into it and we're experiencing these things, it's like an, you know, like you can keep a coincidence journal. You can just have fun with it. Right. What does it, what does it mean to, to make something matter? I think coincidences are an indication of, of just being in the flow. And we could write multiple books just about coincidences by themselves, but they're also opportunities. Um, And I've, I've had some great experiences as a result of some of the coincidences in my life.
0: Cool. Is there like your most significant coincidence? And if you can share it with us, that'd be awesome.
1: Well, there are a lot, uh, you know, when you say significant, I'll, I'll come back to my family. And, you know, some years ago, um, I was in one of the, you know, huge stores, you know, the club stores And I was there just on my own doing my thing. And I ran into my older brother, Mark. I'm the youngest of four. And I was just, hey, you know, nice coincidence, you know, big store, you know, hi. And then like no less than 30 seconds later, our brother David turned the corner and intersected with us. (laughs) Um, And he's, he's passed now. And so, you know, it really does come, you know, much more heartfelt to, to revisit this and it had been a while i mean we don't live too far apart but we almost kind of take things for granted at times we don't necessarily call each other uh, a ton and we all have families and that that kind of thing but it was just like a boom okay like the universe kind i mean i'm more into that than they are but at least um we made dinner plans right with our with our spouses and we even let my our sister come who we always make fun of <laughs> you know, with her husband and yeah, that was a great experience right we created a great experience out of that and it may seem minor but it wouldn't have happened otherwise right so you, well, you yeah you, that,
0: no that's not minor I right? mean that's I mean, how many times in your life have you actually planned to meet somebody and couldn't find them for a while, let alone three people of the same right. family just randomly bumping into each other?
1: Yeah, I mean, so we could have all been there at the same meet. time and never seen each other at all, right? That's the same yeah, thing. And that we converged true. in the same aisle without knowing the others were there. It was really freaky. I've had some more astronomical ones than that, but that, that's definitely, to your question, one of the most meaningful
0: You know, you said something and I don't ever think I've ever heard it that way, but you said coincidences are opportunities. And I really, really believe that. Like today I was doing my meditation and I wasn't happy about something. And it was just, you know, I thought I was going to use an app. I'm in a growth program right now. And he said, today you're on your own. And I didn't expect that, Hmm. which, you know, I can meditate on my own, but my expectation was that he would either lead me through a meditation on my growth plan of the day, or I would go into this app. And so I was being resistant. So I sat on my meditation pillow and I'm like, well, I could listen to the app if I want to. And then I thought, I hired this person to teach me growth and I committed to it. And every day I have to answer the question, did I do my activities in integrity? Well, if I agreed to the program and I agreed to do it his way, then I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to do it his way. And so I was sitting there and I was listening to a little bird kind of in the distance. So I closed my eyes and I was meditating and all of a sudden I hear this bird and it was like majorly talking to me. And I was like, okay, I'm going to open my eyes and I open my eyes and it's a beautiful cardinal. And so um, like, as to your point, the universe sometimes shows us things that we should be paying attention to. So instead of just paying attention to it when I was done with the meditation, I went to the internet and I said spiritual meaning of cardinals. And that's where my gift came. The same like with you meeting your brothers and even, you know, like you said one past. So that time and that coincidence provided you an opportunity to have more time with your brother. So with my coincidence today is every day I do this program called The Pivot. It's free. It's on Facebook. It's just a way to support people. And today is Thankful Thursday. So it's about gratitude. So this cardinal talks about coming in pivotal moments. Hmm. And it's a symbol of grace and thankfulness. And I was like, oh, because, you know, then I got to turn on the computer, go live on Facebook and talk about thankfulness and the meaning of paying attention to what's surrounding us. So, so I love where you were going with coincidences and opportunities.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, you know, those of us who are a little bit more mindful of these kinds of things and, you know, someone who's less so could look back at us and be and say, well, the only reason that that opportunity converted for you is because you had whatever coincidence, right? And then you went off and just made this effort to make it happen. Otherwise the coincidence wouldn't have been meaningful. You know what, who cares? (laughs) You know, what does it matter? You you know, we we made it meaningful that that's what matters is is the experience of the individual, not the judgment of the, uh, of anyone else.
0: Well, I think that, you know, for the listeners out there, I think, you know, I feel, I don't think, I want to feel into this. I feel that this is a moment that if you're hearing it, is it a coincidence or is it a call to action to learn that these little moments, the 1111 or the Cardinal or three people meeting in one random spot all at the same moment, are these your opportunities and are you the listener taking advantage or leaning into those opportunities. Because right now the universe has a voice and it's talking to us because we don't have as many opportunities to go out and about right now. So paying attention to coincidences is something I prob- I'm, I'm inviting you to do. I'm sure Matt being that he wrote it in his book is also you know a believer in as we're talking about that now. So that's so beautiful. So Thank let's you. move into your beautiful pearls of wisdom.
1: Well, I mean, it's funny because when people hear, oh, and isms, like, oh, you know, they're quips and whatever. Like they might think that it's something like a book of quotes or, you know, but it's not. Uh, you know, the, they're call outs of these kinds of things that we that we talk about to reinforce uh, points made in the book. But, uh, you know, I don't necessarily pull them out of my pocket <laughs> to, uh, to, uh, to relate to. relate. Um, you know, like one that one I will say comes to mind because we, we, we kind of glossed over it. There's a chapter that's a little bit more, you know, on the practical side. It, it's around like what I wish my younger self knew. So it's about a dose of prevention and it speaks to, you know, the best way to manage a crisis is to not let it happen, right? That would that would be, I guess, what somebody might interpret as a Z-ism. Oh, wait, Candace. I just glanced down and I know this is recorded, but in this moment.
0: <gasps> oh my God.
1: It's 11,
0: 11. it's 11, 11, Um, hello. Hello. listeners.
1: There you go. Oh my gosh,
0: I have goosebumps. Well, I, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, uh, so I, I use eleven eleven as a moment of gratitude when I catch it. Obviously, you don't catch it every day. You can't, in my rule book, you can't sit there and wait for it, right? You got to catch it spontaneously. It doesn't count if you're like, oh, it's 11, 10. I'm just going to sit here and tap. Um, but yeah, you know, there's that, that experience of um, synchronicity, of being in the flow, and it's just a trigger for me. Uh, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, my kids make a wish. Or, you know, what, is, what does eleven eleven mean to you, right? We all kind of assign meaning just the same as we were just talking about with coincidences. Um,
0: Can I make a wish? I want to make yeah, a Yeah, go time. ahead. Go ahead.
1: We got time.
0: So I want to make a wish for all the listeners that they feel these messages in their heart and that moving forward each and every day that they have these blessings in their heart that show up in the universe in the form of a random meeting or, um, of a, of a bird or a symbol or something in their lives that just show up for them. Because if you believe in coincidences or if you don't, you actually watched one happen. (laughs) And so for me, that's a symbol of flow and that's a symbol Pay attention, and I love what you said about managing your energy. And this could be another way that people could manage their energy is by looking at universal symbols and guides.
1: Yeah, you know, it's um, the eleven eleven. You know, it, it's just something that I have a personal affinity for in multiple ways. I and mean, make the wish. I I, 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 that was beautiful. Thank, <laughs> Thank you, you for that. I channeled
0: um, that. That came like it. I, I. Came through me. It wasn't like when I close my eyes, I I hear things. So I I just channeled it for the lovely listeners. Yeah,
1: you just you know you would be that that beacon for sure. And then I I look at it well multiple ways, right? Some things I've assigned some meaning, right? There's Veterans Day. My wife is an Army vet. Um, it's no coincidence that we uh, married on eleven eleven, right? So um, did you really
0: plan it that way? Of course, yeah. Oh, it's our it's, cool. our
1: it's our anniversary. And, but I, I normally look to it as a, a, a moment to trigger me into gratitude. And because it's, it's very easy to put my head down and not, not blink and have blinders on and have a day blow by and not, not really stay grounded in that. And so I have these triggers, right? Whether it's I put my foot in, my feet on the floor in the morning and I'm experiencing the new day and I plug my phone in at night, right? I've kind of assigned these brain triggers to, I really want to like reflect or or you know, experience gratitude. But I do this exercise that I want to share if I could. Oh,
0: good. Yes, please. It's
1: in it's in the book, but and it's gonna take a, a little a minute or so to describe. Okay. But if your listeners rewind after describing this, I would like them to try this. Okay. Or they
0: could buy your books.
1: Or they could buy the book. And it's in the book. There's plenty in the book. We like giving this stuff away. It's okay. Books. It's, a, it's okay. There's still stuff in the book. So what I do, and it's not an every time thing, but if I really want to get grounded, um, I'll do this gratitude exercise that, you know, I, when, I, when I catch 11, 11 I don't know if there's one second left or 59 seconds left, but it, it triggers me to stand up and I'll square my feet. Um, and the, the, the main thing about it is to home in and feel the force of gravity underneath your body weight to, it's, it, it's like one of those things that's always there, obviously you have to be standing to, to do this and start there, you know, close your eyes and just like feel it. And, and if, if you've never done this before, it might surprise you, right? Like, oh, you know, suddenly I feel heavy. Then, and all this happens in a matter of seconds. I'm describing it in, in detail.
0: I'm gonna stand up,
1: keep talking. Are you gonna, you're gonna do this?
0: I'm all gonna right. do it. All right, everyone,
1: <laughs> Candice is, is on the move okay so you're squared Sorry. up right and you uh close your eyes okay and do nothing else uh and just focus on your feet and the weight of your body on the planet let me know when you got it
0: oh wow i'm swaying
1: right so you kind of feel your center and then what you do next is you then imagine that you're taking root not only are you feeling yourself and, and that force of gravity, but what would it feel like to imagine rooting into uh, the earth, even if you're in your second floor, right? Whatever that is for you. But it, it's a moment of practicing the law of attraction. And so once you're grounded, once you take root, I might face true north. I might look out a window, but I'll close my eyes and I'll immediately go to one singular thing that I'm grateful for or something that I want to experience having that I don't quite have yet right? As a way of manifesting as if, and, and, and then I'll, I'll put myself through that experience. Again, it only happens in a matter of seconds. It's better described step-by-step step, uh, in, in, in writing. Well, and I just the, that, did that's, that's, it. That's the gist of me it,
0: <laughs> You led right? me through it. It was awesome. Yeah. I was breaking through granite and rock and I, was I saw good. that.
1: I didn't know if you're going to get back to your chair. It was impressive. <laughs> nice going. I
0: was there. You took me there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, then we get into amplifying gratitude and I think most people, um, who you know, who know the law of attraction, they they, there's really not much we need to cover here. And I'm not a quantum physicist, so I'm not really sure I can give the full you know, the full depth of description. I but was
0: gonna go there. I was like, oh. you?
1: Ooh. Well, there's a better one. I think is more appropriate appropriate for entrepreneurs that that come out of this. But when I look at the one point I want to make here, when you look at when I interpret the law of attraction in its most basic form, it, it basically says to me that what we expect tends to happen, right? That a lot of what, what converges is around our expectations and that makes things tend to happen, which then goes back to and connects with earned confidence. And if you think about this and we talk about worrying for the moment, worrying is about setting an expectation of something you don't want to happen. So if you are a believer in the law of attraction, you're contradicting yourself if you're a worrier. Because what you could actually be doing is causing the very thing that you don't want to happen by worrying about it.
0: So when I was at, I love what he's saying about worry, because I was at a Tony Robbins event, and I was in the Bahamas. And one of our responsibilities, I was at Master University, which is basically a program that you kind kind of get to look at all your values and the rules that you've made in your life. And so if you imagine yourself like a big piece of Velcro, and as you go through life, these balls of different people's values, like your parents, it's like, you know, be a good person, um, clean your room daily, or whatever the rules were that your parents gave. And at this event, you get to take each one of these rules off of you and look at it and is this serving my journey being a good person? Yes. Let's put that back on. So Mm -hmm. you put it back on. So Tony gave us an assignment that we needed to figure out our move towards values and our move away from values. So I was doing pretty good with it and it was morning and he said at eight Oh four tomorrow, you will be either given insight or something will like download into your mind so i thought i was good i had it all done and i was eating breakfast and i was looking at the beautiful waves um and all of a sudden something like went through my mind and the word worry went through my mind and i thought to myself what's this about and then i heard it was supposed to be one of my retirement values (laughs) worry And in that Hmm. moment, I got such insight, it said, and and I'm trying to remember this, it's quite a few years ago, but it said something like this about worry, like, only if, like, the only purpose it would have is if you didn't believe in God's ultimate purpose of outcome, like, Hmm. place this in somebody else's hands, because what you're saying is, I don't trust.
1: Hmm. I
0: don't trust the outcome. So I'm gonna worry because worry's gonna make it better. Did anybody ever say to you, "Oh, I've been so worried about you," and I say, "Oh, please don't." Yeah,
1: please don't worry please about, about me. Put that you, right? You could mind. get me into an accident. Don't worry. I but say it to some, my wife. Right. Yeah, yeah. Some
0: people think worry means support, but worry right. is not a vibrational energy that you want in you or at you. So I love that we talked a little bit about worry because it was—it's a really big word for, like you said, manifestation, law of attraction. It, it doesn't support our highest good.
1: Yeah, I'm really glad you brought that up just for a moment because it connected a dot for me because we talk about personal responsibility around our energy. And when I was thinking about worry and the incongruence of doing that and, and maybe manifesting it, it looks like we also have a personal responsibility not to worry about others. Yes. Because you, my family you, will you, say,
0: oh, I'm worried about you. And I'm like,
1: please no, don't worry about me. you can get me hurt. I'm
0: fine. Send me love. Send me send love.
1: love. Send love. <laughs> Virtual love.
0: It's, it's the highest vibration that there is, is love. Hmm. And so I always say, you know what? Just send me love because I know you have a big heart. And that's how I'll trans, like, transcend it so that it's not blameful or, hey, law of attraction. Because not everybody knows that or believes in it. I try to meet people at their model of the world. You know, because right. my model of the world is different and your model of the world's different. So I want to be right. respectful because they really mean something good. They just aren't as maybe developed in that mindset.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, I'm the same way and I was very careful with it in, in the book uh, to be very respectful. But across belief systems and just all the things that go along and the principles of being a good person are universal, right? So, uh, so that, that carries us over to... Uh, going from amplifying gratitude into what I think is even more appropriate for entrepreneurs and something called inevitability and when we look at the law of attraction, it, you can align and, and, and create that energy and bring things into your life and manifest. but when we 're talking about inevitability we 're looking at things that are effortful
0: oh, and effort, effort cool. effortful. effortful yeah
1: yeah, because you can part of it is also about defining your why. And for me, for example, with the book I asked, and this is a question I posed in the book, but asking back to myself, what would I regret not doing? And, you know, the book's been a thorn in my side, quite honestly, for years. I don't know that I would have written it as, you know, to the point where I guess I have a little bit more seasoning now and it's time had come, but it's time had come. And I, you know, you go back to the beginning and that's not going to happen by itself. It's not going to happen by itself for an entrepreneur in terms of what they're trying to build. It's not, you can't manifest a book. Okay. So that's where. You can
0: manifest the energy of it, but you got to get real and get her done.
1: You got to get put pen to paper. There's no other way but through this one either. And so this really is a universal thought. And, and this is probably the, honestly, it's a little bit of the headiest chapter uh, in the book. And if, if I frame it, if we frame it together as a, as like a business plan and, the natural tendency is to say I'm at point A and in six months I'm here and in one year I'm here and here's my forecast for two, five, ten and beyond. Okay and here are my obstacles and here's what the market looks like and well when we take it from the vantage point of inevitability we're starting with the vision. We're, We're looking to get a crystal clear point as far out as we can that point B all the way out. I mean with with my nonprofit, with the Internship Institute, I'm out like 50 years because it's going to take that long to achieve some of those things. Well, I I would love to be around, you know, see what modern technology can do, but I have to set it up so that it's going to happen with, uh, you know, on its own. And how do you do that? You know, you're almost looking at succession planning in this way from, from the business side of things. So when we look at it from inevitability, what you do and, and, and what, what I, when I look to, to visualize is like a set of dominoes, a line of dominoes that you look for that furthest most point and you plot your domino there first, and then you work backwards. And what does a straight line look like from that vision? Instead of going point A to B, go point B to A. And I I know it's a little, this is not as easy to describe audibly. There's, it's, it's in writing. I'm getting it though. Like, you're getting it?
0: Yeah. So what I see, let me tell the viewers what I sure. see. So that okay. if I'm on the right path, they may be on the right path too. So say for instance, um, so I'm doing a live event next year, next January, next February 1st. So right now that's a domino for me. So I can see that point, which is quite a few months away, So what my mind does right now in the moment of you leading me through this, it's like, oh my goodness, I even forgot that domino's there, but it's there. And guess what? We have a pandemic. So this is a live event. So there's going to be things now I'm going to look at, at that domino that Mm -hmm. may change a bit, right? So, but that's as far as I can see with that one event Right. right now.
1: Right. And there's, you know, this is the big stuff. This, is a, this, this applies to when we're talking about our life purpose, the oh, big life things, purpose. The, so the, things so the things, things you want to, achieve. I mean, the event don't, the, the principle is still the same, mm-hmm. but when we dive even deeper into it, there are two things that, that come to mind. Number one, again, staying on the business um, modeling of, of it, you're now looking for the tipping point. Right, so you might be able to look at something that is 10, 20, however many years out, and you can see it clear as day, but how realistic is that? There is a lot of variables between here and there. Once you plot that and you bring your line straight back, you're now looking for the domino that you need to tip to make the rest after it tip. So it really truly is that tipping point. So for, in a lot of ways, that might be becoming self-sustaining from a financial standpoint. Once you're profitable and your business model is rock solid and can sustain market forces that are going to, you know, it's going to take its hits, there's no looking back, right? Whatever that no looking back moment is, generically speaking, that is the tipping point, right? And if you set your vision for that succession plan and having those dominoes lead out to a desired outcome, like social impact, for example, um, which we're talking about here as a social entrepreneur, then It's that vision and that belief in it that makes the rest of the dominoes happen. So at the the heart of this, you know, if you look at the law of attraction, the heart of of that is around gratitude. At the heart of inevitability is self-belief. You have to look at something so clearly and believe in it so fully Mm -hmm. that you make it in your mind's eye inevitable as if it already happened. But I in the future. Those, yeah. <laughs> so once you can do that, that's where we start getting a little bit, you know, deeper. Once you can do that, then you're talking about fueling yourself as an entrepreneur in this example, that undeterrable belief that you have in yourself and your vision for what you're going to achieve, what you've already achieved.
0: Yeah, that, right? that feels so good. I right? just want the, I want the listeners to like lean into that emotionally so I, can can we invite them to think about this and to lean into it for a moment? Because I love sure like this, this is really this is super juicy, super important. So um, I don't know if you had the opportunity, and, and it's fine if you didn't, to uh, listen to the podcast. It's one of my most recent ones. I think it was called um, "Rising from the Ashes." Hmm. I've and, listened to some of them. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was probably one of my last couple ones, I believe. And so, um, you know, I invite the listeners to go back and to, to listen to that. It was something about giving hope rising from the ashes. And so what I'm trying to do in this moment and what I am doing is I wanted to connect with your theory about this. So I wanted to have a, rele- a relevant point and you just gave it to me. So in that episode, I talk about having a vision, a 10 year vision for my son, and he wasn't coming into this world. But I saw him 10 years prior to his birth in a vision, like like I could have drawn him. Hmm. And so I went through um, cancer in my uterus, a husband that wasn't always supportive of my desire to have a child at the time, Hmm. 10 years ago, of course, he's thrilled now that everything turned out. Okay. But I held that, I held that through cancer and I held that vision through, um, a lack of contribution for the mission, so to speak. Right. I held that vision so tight that it healed my body. So I went from uh, oncology in Hershey medical with cancer in my uterus. Mm. And I canceled that uh, surgery because it's the only solution. There is no way to heal. It's an encapsulated organ. And so my belief, what you're talking about. So I wanted to kind of go around. So people really hear this is I believed in my whole heart, in my whole soul, that that vision of that child that looked similar to my daughter. So I knew he wasn't adopted. I knew he was genetically mine. Hmm. Cause I'm adopted so I, I would have been open to that, but I knew that that's what I saw and that that vision needed to happen. I felt it in every part of my being. Hmm. And so that healed me. I'm only one person in the 35 year practice with a plethora of people that have been healed from that cancer. So my surgery was April 16th and I went in and I canceled it and not knowing what was going to happen. And I came back and I was diagnosed healed. So I didn't ignore this. And then April 17th, two years later I found out I was pregnant with my son.
1: Wow. That's amazing. But that's what,
0: but that's what I think you're talking about is holding that vision right. in your heart so tight that you're never going to let go of it. And that's what right. I, that's what I was committed to in my heart. And can you imagine the powers of everything that had to happen to number one, heal my body, number two, help with the conception in my body. And guess what? When my son was about 16 or 18 months old, and I looked at him, I saw the exact baby that I saw in my vision.
1: Wow. That's awesome.
0: So, yeah. So, but I, mean, I just wanted the listeners to feel into what is your vision right now? Because in my opinion, right now, what they need is people like you, the people in your book, and they need a new compelling future hmm. because the compelling future, like I know a lot of clients, like they taught speaking, live speaking. So is anybody going to buy that right now? Like why, pre- you know, for going sure. on stage and how you go on stage and how to close the stage hairdressers, oh, all my the people that, right? So um, all the people that have really significant entrepreneurial businesses, yeah. So I just really wanted you to hear all of you to hear that when you hold something deep in your heart, the laws of attraction, the laws of the universe, coincidences happen, paying attention to coincidences. So I just, I want to thank you for that part of the gift.
1: Wow. Yeah. I love that. That is just truly amazing. And, and you, you hit, you hit it perfectly. There it's a decision. I mean, there's nothing easy about it, right? That's mm-hmm. why we call it effortful. Oh, but there's no, <laughs> no. there's no room there's for doubt. There's no room for doubt. <laughs> no room for doubt. And that's a decision. It's not an easy one to make, but you can't make something inevitable if you doubt it. So uh, the, one, the one other point that, um, again, there's more to it, but the one other point when you're looking at it from a domino perspective and you see that tipping point and you call it out and you say, yes, this is what I need from the practical side of, of of this vision to become profitable as an entrepreneur, as a business. Well, how can you make that tipping point domino closer? How can you do that? Once you have a fixed point on that tipping point and you know where that is, what can you do to shorten the line between A to that tipping point? So it might be, an innovative idea and the invention, or it may be a certain um, amount of funding, or you know, what what's the, what's the domino effect that occurs, if you visualize that, between you and that tipping point? Can you fold time in such a way through that reverse business planning to make things happen even sooner?
0: Oh my That's God, it. don't even get me started. On I know, I told you, things. it's a little <laughs> out there. I tried no, to stretch no, no, it. No. I did, but I went oh, for it. No, no, I love it. I'm in the middle of reading a book about quantums. So I've had some. So I, I don't think I'm the sharpest crayon in the deck. That's what I want to say that. I don't think I'm one of those brainiac type of people. But I was given a download one day about um, quantum, the quantum theory, the hmm. relativity theory, the time timeline theory, you know, of relativity. And and how you really can fold time. I really believe it. And I believe, I don't know in our lifetime that we're going to understand all of that. Um, but it is, we're getting so close. The theory of everything, I think, is very close. At least I feel right. it in my heart.
1: I would never try to understand that personally. <laughs> and and the, 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 uh, we're all a work in progress, to say the least. But I, I think that this has less to do with manifestation as it does ingenuity. Exactly. It, 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 it's that kind of effort in, in working backwards from that vision of, a, of an undoubted inevitability that allows you to start seeing things you wouldn't see otherwise as an entrepreneur. Because I've, I've been doing my entrepreneur thing one way or another since 2002, right? coming up on 20 years. I can't say this has worked out for me all the way. <laughs> but <laughs> in theory, um, I, I think that it, it certainly has a lot to do with, with, with things and, and with the book for sure. So, um, as we, as we get to the, as we wind out of the, uh, the, the, you know, this part of the conversation, I really want it to be practical and it gets into, it goes from inevitability into winning the battle within and walking the talk. And you mentioned LEAP, which again, I promised you I would, I'd get back to, and LEAP is your, your life enrichment action plan. And there are questions through the, personal conversation had through the book that some people are going to identify with in one way, shape or form and others to another. And that's what the leap is about. You're, you're going to come out of the book and you might be somebody who's never really formally gone after a, a personal development endeavor, right? This is a, this provides you that framework or I mean, you just might need a tune up, right? For, for what you're already into, or maybe it gives you ideas like a la carte, what to do here and now. Or how to make the incremental steps of, of things in those manageable chunks, and it reflects back to certain things in and throughout the book, lots of stuff actually we didn't cover. Um, I thought it, it, like, I felt like we covered a lot of the book actually mm-hmm. there' there's, we, 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 we didn't there's still some left over i 'm glad to say it's like okay there's still something here for people to read and uh, and, and then I did i 've done a chapter on walking the talk, so I put myself through my own leap and then. And then it kind of winds out. There's a few secrets in here too of their own. I'm just going to leave it at that. Some unexpected twists
0: (laughs) right at the end. That I can't reveal. I'm
1: sorry. (laughs) You can ask all day. I won't tell you.
0: So I feel like we're just very beautifully and naturally winding up because um, one of the things I love to do with my podcast is to kind of let it flow like a love ballad until it feels like it's rich and juicy and come to a beautiful um, I don't, I never like to use the word end, but conclusion (laughs) wind up. So for those final few words, what is it that an entrepreneur right now in this day, in this moment in time, what can you say to them? Like speak to their
1: heart. I absolutely come back to earned confidence. I mean, that's, that's where we're all grounded. Earned confidence, knowing you've been through everything you're still standing you're always going to go through trials and tribulations you're going to make it through them as whatever's happening now as you have always and as you will always moving forward and so stay grounded in that and trust yourself and be kind to yourself right because it's easy to beat ourselves up about things right now so if you do those those three things and stay present root yourself in gratitude around your abilities and through that earned confidence and just deal with the real and be kind to yourself. That, that's, that's a good foundation.
0: Oh, I love that as a gentle, a gentle close. So I just really want to thank Matt for today. I really loved this interview. I really enjoyed myself and like, I hope uh, you did the same. Yeah,
1: likewise. This was great. Great. Thank you so much, Candice. And thank you to everyone who, who's listened through. Really appreciate it.
0: Thank you for listening today and see you next week. Thank you for tuning into this episode. I hope that you feel more connected to your power within and that you take action from the guidance here today. For more information, please head to CandiceHaza.com where you will find more resources to help you and your business grow to the next level.